0: Good morning, Rotobonners. How's it going out there? Pete Davidson here on a Sunday morning. So it's a little DFS update. This is going to be a very quick, uh, short hit podcast. And I'm noticing as I'm recording that this, that it, um, this is the 100th episode since we uh, switched over to Podbean. So, you know, ding. Um, it's probably like the 300th Rotobon podcast we've done, but uh, 100th since we uh, moved over. So hitting the century mark. Um... So, again, this is going to be a quick podcast, just a little update, some of the stuff I didn't get to yesterday. For sure, the podcast you want to listen to, if you only have time for one, is yesterday's Slatewalk. Most of that stuff is, really all of that stuff for me is still good. Um, As I said yesterday, I'm really looking for as much feedback as I can get from you guys, so please let me know what you like, what you dislike, um, segments that maybe I did and then didn't repeat that you'd like to see again, whatever. Definitely, I'm looking for as much feedback as I can get from you folks. Um, I appreciate the we, the the we tweets, the retweets, um, and uh, the donations and all that stuff. Uh, Thanks for all of that. Um, And um, really, what we're going to do here is just sort of go through a little update, Um, you know, the evolution of my thinking um, over the last, whatever, 16 hours since I saw you guys last. Um, You know, I, I spoke about this when I went through the games Um, but the one thing that keeps hitting me on the games that seem to be the most popular games based on Twitter chatter based on some podcasts I've listened to um, just general stuff going around the ownership rates I've seen it it looks like Texans Titans uh, Vikings Falcons and obviously the Vegas numbers back this stuff up and then Detroit Jacksonville as well these seem to be the games that people are going to be most focused on. And, you know, look, for me as well, probably going to be the games I'm focused on. But here's the thing as I got into yesterday, all of these games are so wreckable <laughs> that you really have to make sure you're playing. If you're game stacking any of these games, just make sure you've got a clear angle. Like I said yesterday, don't forget the dominoes. Make sure that the things that you're doing align with the choice you've made to start your stack. Okay, so if you want to stay away from the Titans and the Texans because you don't think there's going to be enough pace, it makes a lot of sense to go play Derrick Henry in some of your lineups, I think. Um, Same thing, if you're betting against the Falcons and the Vikings doing well, I don't really love Gurley just because I don't like what I've seen, but Gurley would be a play there. And even better, Madison would play a uh, uh, a play there. You fade the game by playing Madison, right? I'm not saying this is the optimal thing to do. I'm saying if you choose this... Then do that, okay? I, I have no problem with somebody stacking cousins instead. That's fine. But you sort of want to play the angle that you that you see, or conceivably play both angles. You know, have a Henry lineup and then have, um, you know, have a Tannehill stack. I also think in that same game, I think Deshaun Watson stacks are really underrated. Um, lots of ways to correlate. Plenty of guys to stack with them. Um, so you know, lot it. it it's just really important to have a clear train of thought on why you're doing what you're doing, because that's going to lead you to those best correlation pieces. Um, and Detroit, Jacksonville, same kind of thing. I mean, it you know it's a little less sexy, and I'm not saying that these guys are necessarily plays. I mean, James Robinson's a play, but like Adrian Peterson could sort of single-handedly wreck Detroit-Jacksonville. So just be careful about say building your whole week around Detroit-Jacksonville stacks that have the quarterbacks doing a lot and then all of a sudden, you know, Robinson is 20 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown and Peterson is 20 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown. Um and you know, the pace shrinks down, the total number of plays comes down and we have a lot of dead lineups. So I would be careful about going too all-in on any one of these single games. Rather, I would spread your risk around and make sure, again, that you have a theme for every game stack you're, that you're creating. Um, it's it's really not a, a week to, to split the baby, you know? Like, um, I don't like... Um, sorry, loud cars in the background, as always. Jeez, listen to that guy. Um, you know, I don't think this is a week to go, say... Uh, you know, Cousins-Madison or Tannehill-Henry. I mean, maybe you could do that in a cash lineup, I suppose. But doing it in a GPP, I think you're just you're taking yourself out from the start. Um, and I also, I think this is a week where there's a lot of good plays out there, so there's going to be a tendency in GPPs to create what I like to call sort of sampler lineups that have a lot of good individual plays but lack correlation. Fight that urge, in my opinion. That would be my my advice, um, make each team its own little world where things are interdependent. Um, and follow your own projected outcome for the game or the outcome you're choosing. You may have no projected outcome, you can see it as wide open, so then lean into the various scenarios. Okay. Um, let's get into my cash lineup for a second. Um I did make some progress there. Right now, actually, I'm looking at maybe doing a Tannehill-Henry stack at the top of it, just trying to buy into that whole offense at the top. Um, maybe going to use Philip Lindsay to open up some more price because um, Henry costs some money. My, my receivers, I'm just playing sort of straight up the middle. Guys that I might try to leverage in some of the GPPs, I'm going to put them in cash. Guys like Galladay, A.J. Brown, Claypool. Um, and then I'll have some... Plenty of money at the bottom of that lineup to, to finish it out. That's sort of where I'm at in cash right now. Uh, but, you know, having said that, um, my passion this week is definitely with the GPPs. These lineups are a lot of fun. Um, what I'm fighting is the tendency to make too many damn lineups. So, because um, I want to get on so many different angles. This is, would be a, a fun week to do mass entry or something like that. Um But when it comes to the GPPs, the the guys that I sort of have in my window are Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, Fitzpatrick, and Aaron Rodgers. Now, that's a lot of names, and I'm not making like five lineups with each one of those quarterbacks. I may, a few of those guys may end up with no lineups at all, but that's sort of the group I'm looking from. The guys I really like in GPPs are Cam, which as I... I talked about that a lot on this morning's show with Jim Hackett. Um, I really like the Cam stacks in GPPs. I think they could pay off really well, but I also think there's a fair chance they go crap on us. I mean, it's a GPP play for sure in my view. Um, And one way you can sort of feather that, you could use Damian Harris in cash, a little thin, but I think some, rather than doing that, maybe some Damian Harris lineups in GPPs could, if the Cam thing veers in, in, in the wrong way from you, probably means they scored rushing touchdowns. I think that would probably be Harris. So you could sort of hedge a little bit with something like that. Not sure if I'm gonna do that or not, but I really like the cam stacks, um, whether they're with Bird, uh, which I think is my preference because it creates such a low cost stack, uh, or with Edelman, who's also cheap, or with both, if you really think the Patriots are gonna throw a lot. See, but that's sort of the reason I like the bird thing. I think the Patriots will throw a little bit. I think he'll, you know, capture enough to pay off at 35. And, you know, if it happens to hit, I'm loving life. Um, and then you bring Lindsay back on the other side of that. And again, there's definitely risk factors here. Lindsay could have a tough day. Patriots' run defense stiffens and we've got problems. But if this thing hits, you have got a cheap stack and all kinds of money to spend. So I really like this thing. If Cam has a a big Cam day, it could really work. Um, And Watson, I think similarly, you've got all that athleticism. You never know when he's going to break out and use a lot of it. Everybody's going to be in this game, but it seems like most people are going to try to play it from the higher scoring side. Uh, Obviously, everybody really impressed with what Tennessee did last week. So I think... Definitely in my Tannehill lineups, you've got great comeback pieces on the Texans, but you can do it the other way around and play Watson and Fuller or Watson and Cooks um, or both if you want to get crazy. Um, and then you bring it back with an AJ Brown or a Janu. Um, good stuff there, and you could even bring it back with a cheap. Um, you know, Adam Humphreys or something like that if you want to get funky. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of good angles to play in that game, uh, and I plan on playing a fair amount of them. I am not going to lean into just one projected scenario, though, because I think you could just totally crap out um, if you do that. Um, and I have warmed up a little bit to the idea of playing Lamar, not so much because my viewpoint on what he's going to do has changed. I think it's a somewhat low percentage play, but... And his price also is a little challenging. But it doesn't seem like anyone's going to play him. And the idea that you could have a low-owned Lamar Jackson if he happens to go off. Because, again, people are scared about the knee. People are scared that he doesn't run a lot. People are scared that the Eagles are a great run defense. But, you know, these quarterbacks, they don't go off until they do. We know how that works, right? And then the other angle is, yeah, Philadelphia is a very stout defensive line. That doesn't mean they're going to defend quarterback runs, all that well. I mean, maybe designed interior RPO runs and stuff like that, but Lamar Jackson has got all kinds of different ways he can beat you with his feet. So, you know, to me, he's still in play. So I'm, I I may create a Lamar lineup um, and you can you know there's plenty of ways you can bring Eagles back in that I think Folgum is a you know Folgum is a cheap guy who could have volume in a chasing situation that stack could work for you cuz he he solves some of the problems with Lamar's price the other thing I want to do with Lamar is stack him with Andrews I think that's a move that uh, that can make some sense um, so I mean am I going to create a lot of Lamar lineups no probably one or two but I do want a little bit of peace in the game and and look I, I absolutely realize those things can just go belly up. Um, so definitely want some Tannehill teams. Definitely want some Cam teams. Going to have a Lamar team or two. I like Watson a lot. J- just from the standpoint of He's a guy who can at any point start using his feet and put up massive numbers, and he's going to be in a game where a lot of people are buying into the game, but not him. So I just think there's some unique potential in GPPs with him, um, and we know his his scoring potential. I mean, all he needs to do is run more than he's run so far, hit a couple big ones, and bam, we're off to the races. Um, I think Stafford is another play where there's a lot of ways you can use him. I'll probably have a couple Stafford lineups. Um, and if I go off Tannehill and Cash, I'll probably go to Fitz. Um, for what it's worth, my 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 problem with Fitz is that the Jets may be awful enough where it could turn into a Gaskin day um, or or something like that. That that concerns me a little bit in cash. So, you know, and then I I do think the way Rogers is priced up so high for a guy who's not going to get you foot points. So I, I, am a little scared about Rogers exposure, so I don't want to go crazy, but at the same time, that just feels like a game to me where there's going to be a lot more passing than running, especially if green Bay gets up, which I think they can. So, you know, I think I might be putting together like a Rogers Adams team with a comeback from Tampa. Um, a lot of different ways you could bring a Tampa guy back. Um, And then I may do, like, a Rodgers-Tanyan or Rodgers-MVS stack. Um, And I think exposure to Aaron Jones. The one guy in this whole game where I'm not afraid of breaking him out as a single piece is probably Aaron Jones, and and Tanyan to some extent as well. Um, Let me see here. So that pretty much covers where I'm at with the quarterbacks right now. Um, I'm just going to re-emphasize what I said yesterday about the dominoes. I know it wasn't, like the catchiest campaign slogan but I just I wanted something that makes you think about what's actually happening right we want to think about the consequences of our actions when we plant a flag what does that mean if you know if our call is correct what else would follow suit we need to think that way Um, so again I went through this yesterday if I fade Madison then I want to at least be strongly considering like Thielen or Jefferson if I fade Henry that means I should be buying into Tannehill and AJ Brown or Janu. Um, you know, I am probably going to fade Hollywood because of his situation and lean in a little bit on Andrews. I think I'm gonna not. I'm gonna have some McLaurin lineups, but probably more Antonio Gibson lineups. Um, you know, I think in cash I'm gonna use Claypool, but I think in GPPs I'm probably gonna be more about going away from Claypool to either Ebron or maybe Juju. So think about the way the door swings based on the choices that you're making um and um let me see anything else we want to hit i mean i hit most of these guys yesterday but there are some good cheap options out there don't forget about Lindsay. i think it makes plenty of sense in gpp's to go away from Lindsay tactically, but I mean, at 4,300, I think you gotta have a little bit of that action. Um, I, again, Fulgham, I think at 44 is good. Demiard Bird at 335 30, is good. Mooney on the Bears at 3K in a GPP. Makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, Irv Smith, everybody, a lot of people are talking about him at 2,500. And I think Austin Hooper at 3,900. Those are a lot of the guys, if I wanna go cheap to create some flexibility in my lineup, those are places I can go. Um, So don't forget to stack, don't forget to correlate. And the reason I keep hammering these things, stacking and correlating and looking for thin target distribution and all those things, because these are a lot of the things that I always know I should do, but sometimes in the heat of the moment I forget to do. So I'm not so much, I know you guys know this stuff, but sometimes there's a line to be drawn between knowing it and making sure you actually execute it, right? Like how many times have you done the wrong thing and then you know, you know, you're walking back to the huddle, you're walking back to the bench, you're driving home from the game, whatever, and you're saying to yourself, I know that, I know I'm not supposed to do that. You know, DFS is that way. Um, so have a checklist of the things that you know you need to do, that you always want to do. And when you you built your five lineups, your 10 lineups, take the checklist and you know, go through it like a quality inspection. Am I doing the things that I told myself I wanted to do? it is a worthwhile exercise. Okay, so we're already at 15 minutes. That's about how long I wanted this because really, again, yesterday's podcast is more important than the last 15 minutes, okay? But I just wanted to, just for completion's sake, let you guys know, you know my evolution from yesterday to today. Um, so again, thanks for all the support. Um, it's really nice when I hear from you guys on Twitter. I love the feedback, again. Uh, I appreciate last week's donations for those who can afford to donate. Consider doing so. The donate button for those who don't know. And for those who don't know about the site, um, Rotobond.com. I have been taught, a couple people are like, oh, you do more than the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, Rotobond.com. Um, this week's lineup rankings, the, the DraftKings pricing is in there with it. Uh, donate buttons at the top of the homepage. So onward, upward. Hopefully, you guys got some rest. Don't start drinking or anything else until you've got your lineups done. Uh, and hopefully, uh, I'll see you guys in the winter circle later today. Giddy up.